I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Hey y'all, it's Maurice. Welcome back to another episode of Category Is. Thanks for joining me for another week. It's going to be a quick episode today. I mean, not much is going on in the world, and also I'm kind of preoccupied with something else going on. Quick little weekend trip, so I'm kind of focused on that, but I'll have another episode coming out shortly after this, and I will talk a bit more about it um, in that episode. So make sure you're subscribed so you get a notification when that next episode drops. But first, let's hop into my favorite segment of the show, and I'm so happy that my detox is done, y'all. Oh my God, it has been, I don't even know how many weeks, um, but I can finally, finally, finally have some alcohol again and some caffeine too because um gave that up as well and i must say you know after that first week or so you know you get out of that like headache phase and you get out of that kind of um i guess withdrawal uh symptoms going on there so you know you kind of balance back out and like adjust to not having you know the caffeine in your system so i did get like those headaches um one day it felt like a migraine actually. So I was just like (laughs) locked off early and kind of just laid in the bed for like a day and a half. But that's over. It's canceled. I made it (laughs) through the detox and I'm so, so happy. You know, it did take me a while to find that kind of alcohol substitute. So if you listen to last week's episode and I kind of gave a quick review of the Shirley non-alcoholic wines y'all have written in and said that you know you order some they are a bit on the pricey side but if you use that code happy hour you will get 15 percent off of your purchase so be sure to check them out they also have like canned um beverages as well so you can get like a can like sparkling rosé and the sparkling um white wine as well i forgot to mention that last week but this week I had to go downstairs and make my own cocktail this week because I ha- <laughs> haven't used the partition in so long. I got to clean it out. I got to um, like flush it out and dust, knock the dust off that thing. But this week I made a peach margarita and what um, peaches aren't even in season yet, but you know, they were appropriate for this week's um, episode. Um, so just, you know, get the frozen ones from Whole Foods or wherever you shop. And then you just kind of, you know, make a frozen margarita situation, lots of tequila. You can use triple set, Cointreau, um, whatever you prefer in your margaritas and just blend it up and make it work. And I had to make mine a little lighter than I normally do because, you know, I'm not back into the the drinking situation just yet. So I got to I got to take it easy. I got to pace myself a little bit this week so drink responsibly if you are of legal age to do so in your jurisdiction so my main category this week let's just hop on into the categories y'all is that real housewives of atlanta alum longtime peach holder lanithia monique johnson leaks also known as nini um just sued Bravo. So her former employer um, was named in this suit. She also named Andy Cohen and then like all of the um, 
like production companies that are involved in in filming and uh, producing the show. And she accused them of racism and creating a hostile work environment. So Nini says that NBC, Bravo, and True um, Entertainment, which is the production uh, company, foster a, a corporate and workplace culture in which racially insensitive and inappropriate behavior is tolerated, if not encouraged. So she goes on to list a number of examples of when, you know, she felt she was, or racial comments were made and nothing was done about it. So throughout the suit, she does talk about um, Kim Zosiak, who was, you know, the one white girl on Real Housewives of Atlanta for a long time. Then she got her spinoff shows, um, with all them kids and them kids bad, like they be cussing and stuff. But um, anyway, she says that a lot. So a lot of her complaints revolved around Kim, and I'm not sure like what's going on with with them. But I was confused because she didn't, um, you know, like name Kim in the suit. But she, you know, all of her examples revolve around around Kim, and so she's saying that you know Kim would make nasty and racist comments about you know the black women on the show and keep in mind kim was the only white person on this show for uh well yeah the only one for the the whole time um she says kim would make racially offensive and stereotypical remarks and that she wasn't um, punished or um there were no repercussions for her remarks but she was essentially rewarded for them you know because she got those numerous spinoff shows so in one example, Nini says that Kim referred to Candy's uh, new house as being in the ghetto. Then there was that whole comment about Nini's house having roaches. I actually think Kim's daughter made that comment. Um, I'm, I can't remember exactly. And then I remember that fight on the bus. Remember the fight on the bus? <laughs> When Nini got all up in Kim's face and she was like, I'm not Sweetie. And Sweetie was that um, quote unquote assistant that Kim would just talk all nasty to. And she was washing out Kim's wigs um, in the kitchen sink. And then she essentially, I think she did call Sweetie her slave. I can't, if I'm remembering correctly, I think she did. And then Nini was arguing with Kim on the bus, and she's like, I'm not your slave. I'm not Sweetie. Maybe I'm conflating the two, but I feel like Kim did call Sweetie a slave. And Sweetie ain't care. She was just trying to get some camera time, which is kind of horrible to put up with. But I mean, work ain't honest, but it pays the bills. And then Nini also goes back all the way to first season of the show. And Kim made a comment saying that she didn't want to go to this barbecue uh, with Nini to sit around and eat chicken. Which is, of course, you know, stereotype, fried chicken and watermelon. And now I do want to find the clip of the fight on the bus just to see what happened. And it kind of does suck because Nini has, you know, been the... Nini is the one who put Real Housewives on the map. Like, the entire, not just the Atlanta franchise, but the entire show as a whole. Because, you know, the first couple of seasons, yeah, they had Orange County and then they had... um did Beverly Hills come before that? See, that's the thing. I can't even remember. But I would say Atlanta and New Jersey, when those seasons, when those franchises were introduced, that's when Real Housewives became like this 
phenomenon that it is today because nobody was really checking for the them California bitches like yeah they were rich they were you know OC definitely they were they were just okay and but Beverly Hills was the one where the money reside but then it didn't really get popular till Atlanta let's be let's be clear so I wonder what prompted this whole lawsuit because Nene hasn't been on Real Housewives for a number of years. I know, um, and she had been on for since the beginning. Then she took back that break. Then she came back for like the season or two, and then she left again under like some. <laughs> I mean, Mama went out blazing because. She was just tired of it. Like something happened with Andy Cohen, and then she was just over it. And then she was saying, making all kind of comments um, about him. And then, you know, fast forward to this most recent filming season. Like you know, after Greg died, um, her husband, and then there was talk that they were either gonna film kind of like a, uh, part of the memorial service or they were going to try to include Nini in some kind of way, you know, just out of respect uh, and paying homage to her as, you know, one of, as the OG of the series. But I don't know what happened with that. Like, I guess it fell apart or they just, I, I don't know. But um, now she's suing them, which girl, <laughs> burn that bridge like <laughs> dynamite that thing because ain't no going back from that like at first i thought okay she made these comments in the press you know a few years ago and then you know you can chalk it up to girl I, I was having a bad day or i miscommunicated or you can put out a press release and say whatever you want and kind of smooth things over but handy old shady queen honey and i don't think he would let some of that stuff go um and then yeah i just don't i just don't know like but i think it's safe to say that nini will never be returning to anything related to bravo uh ever again after this well unless she wins the case and then you know she will be owning bravo but I don't know. We'll see. Like, I don't know who her attorney is. I hope it's not Ben Crump. Hell, <laughs> I hope it ain't Phaedra either, because Phaedra ain't winning no cases. Another reality, quote unquote, stars in the news for suing her former employers. So Black China. <laughs> Black China. Also known as Angela White, um, who is the baby mama of rob kardashian she's suing um the whole kardashian family basically um i think she's suing e2 because she did have that spinoff show so the backstory is that when kylie jenner was like 16 15 17 i don't know she was younger um she started dating black china's boyfriend who is tyga and Tyga was in a relationship with Black China. They had a son together. I can't remember how old the son was when they got together, but when Tyga and Kylie got together. But of course, Black China was hurt, and Mama said, "Okay, I'm gonna play the long game, and I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get back at you, bitch, and Karma is gonna come to you." So she now keep in mind this. 
she <laughs> she basically manipulated and took advantage of the situation because Rob is, you know, the only one who can pass on the Kardashian name. Um, he was also very overweight at the time, and I believe he may have some mental issues um, around depression and things like that. Um, so Mama said she was going to be his caretaker. <laughs> And try to get him back in the gym. And in the meantime, we're going to develop this romance. I'm going to get pregnant with your baby. And then I'm going to get all the coins, honey. And so, you know, people, I, I guess they wanted to believe that she was going to be mature about it and, you know, really kind of do what she said she was going to do. And also people just wanted Rob to be happy, but she also, she tried to like revamp her image and she tried to like clean it up and not be so trashy. And she didn't, she started like, you know, covering up more. And then she and Rob got engaged when she, was she pregnant at the time? I can't remember. Then she was going to change her name to Angela Kardashian. She kept <laughs> trying to trademark Angela Kardashian. They got this spinoff show um, that was going to surround like their romance and lead up to the wedding. Because, you know, on E! they love to do a Kardashian wedding spinoff, even though the marriage don't ever last. But that's another story for another day. And um, then, you know, it was going to, I guess, potentially lead on to multiple seasons, depending on you know how long the relationship lasted. Well, it didn't last, <laughs> and the first season was okay. Like, it was very chaotic, um, but then they broke up, and so season two got canceled. Like, they broke up, like, during a hiatus, and so they just said, okay, like, girl, ain't nothing to film, because the show was supposed to center around your relationship. Ain't no relationship, ain't no show, which makes sense, right? So, Angela... <laughs> So Black China tried to say that the Kardashians tried to stop her bag and that they plotted with another shady queen, uh, Ryan Seacrest, in order to get the show canceled and, you know, all this stuff. They stopped her from getting millions and millions of dollars and yada, 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 which to the Kardashian haters will seem like it makes logical sense. But then, you know, from a business standpoint, from the media standpoint, like I said, if there's no relationship then you really have no basis for a show but she says she lost out on you know the opportunity to make millions and millions of dollars and you know she's taking them to court and this lawsuit they finally got to court the lawsuit has been brewing for like a number of years i think she initially filed in like 2017 girl i guess but they have been going back and forth on social media lately because um, black china had posted something about that she had to give up Three of her cars, um, because of moral reasons, and also she's a single mom. I guess she's trying to make it seem like you know she wants to be make fiscally responsible decisions or whatever, and said that you know she gets no support in being um, a single mom. You know she has the two kids. She had the one from Tyga, and then now she has Dream, the girl from um, from Rob. So then Rob posted. I pay $37,000 a year for my daughter's school. I handle every single medical expense. I pay for all of her extracurricular activities. I have 
custody of my daughter from Tuesday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? Which, girl, you only got that kid Monday, Sunday and Monday. And then Black China's other baby daddy posted underneath Rob's. This is not funny. I should not be laughing. But he says, Tyga says he pays $40,000 a year for his son's school. And the son lives with Tyga from Monday through Saturday. Why would I pay child support? So that means Black China only has the son on Sunday. So she has both kids on Sunday. And then she has the daughter on Monday. And like, that's it. So like, girl, <laughs> you only got both kids for 24 hours and the other kid for, for an additional day. Like, girl, come on. You don't need no child support for that. Ooh, my bad, y'all. I got the numbers wrong. So apparently um, Black China is suing them. She wants $36 million from Kim for emotional distress. She wants another $36, for, $36 million for injury to reputation and humiliation. And then another like $30 million for anxiety and betrayal. Uh, <laughs> child, she ain't getting none of this money. I'm sorry. And I don't know why she's even suing them because it was like, it's not even like Again, everything is business. I'm sure E got all the contracts and they got the top-notch lawyers and Black China got her mama Tokyo Tony popping off down to um Twitter. But I don't know. I mean, she must have some kind of legal basis or legal standing or maybe she got some kind of evidence to even get this stuff down to the trial, but child, I don't know. I don't see you getting anything out of these people. And maybe she thought they were going to settle out of court because that's what it is about a lot of times. It's just let me let me ask for this crazy amount of money in hopes that I'll get a little piece of change. Because <laughs> like my mama says, a little bit of something is better than 100 percent of nothing. But I don't think black China getting up anything out of this because employees, employers are always looking out for themselves. I don't know about y'all. Have you seen this new show? It's called Severance and it's on Apple Plus. And so the premise of the show is basically um, you can't undergo this medical procedure in order to, well, this is one company and they offer this medical procedure that basically separates your work life from your personal life. So when you go to work, you don't have any memories of anything that happens like outside of work. So your personal life, your home life. You don't know how many kids you have. You don't know if you have a family, you know, relationships, friendships, anything. And then when you get to work, it's like <laughs> when you get home, you have no memories of what happened at work. But the show is basically the epitome of like saying, check that. <laughs> you better check that baggage at the door. Like, don't bring that up in here. And honestly, that's pretty much like what I do anyway. Like, I mean, it's a bit harder um, now that working from home because instead of, you know, driving to work and like, you know, commuting or being like an office setting, it's like not only do you work from home, but you also live at work. So it's a bit different now. Like you can't just like log off and then completely forget um, about everything. But y'all know I'm like <laughs> very private. You know, it's, you know, even though it's kind of doing the podcast, you know, a bit more open, but like with people at work, 
you know, I'm of the philosophy, like, we're not friends. We just work together. <laughs> so for the most part, like, I don't communicate with people that I work with, like, outside of my personal life. Except one, ex- uh, like, two exceptions. My work mom from my very, very, very first job here in Philadelphia, like, we still chat. And um, we used to go to happy hour and stuff before the pandemic. And then my girl, Christine, like, we text, like, almost every day, you know, a few times a week, you know, just check in and laugh. And like, um, she offers great career advice as well. So, um, there's like that, those are literally the only two people that I talk to like regularly, um, outside of work. There's like maybe one more, but we don't talk as frequently two more, two more. We don't, but we don't talk. I don't talk as frequently, um, to those, but so I'm (laughs) the type of person where when I get to work, I'm at work. Like, don't ask me no personal questions. That's illegal anyway. You can't be asking me all kind of stuff. Um, don't be trying to get up in my business. Like, I am not going to share anything. How was your weekend? Fine. <laughs> What'd you do? Just chill. <laughs> like, that's literally all you're getting out of me. Like, you don't need to know the ins and outs of my personal life. You don't need to know the ins and outs of what's going on outside of the this building i used to have no personal items on my desk i'd have one picture of my dog and that was it i don't keep any i didn't really keep anything you had to box up or like ship my belongings to me nah girl because i ain't got nothing in there anyway i would have my little hoe kit (laughs) which you know it's like my little toothbrush uh some little small thing of deodorant and some lotion some mouthwash that's about it and i did keep um like a different uh, fresh shirt and like a pair of underwear there just in case. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, but it was in one bag. I could just grab and go and I'm out. But yeah, I just like to keep things separate. And like, even when I would come home from work, like I'm not one of those people who, oh, girl, let me tell you what Cheryl did today. <laughs> oh, this happened at work and I'm so stressed out about it. Or you ain't going to believe what, they did down to the job because my part ain't trying to hear that <laughs> like it's never a situation that's so bad that you just don't know how to deal with it i think that is where people kind of get messed up they kind of get too attached to what's going on so would i get the <laughs> severance procedure probably not um but it does make a lot of sense i i think it would actually help a lot of people be able to like i said have that work life balance and like really dissociate the two because some people work just to keep them lights on and to be able to afford that lifestyle that they are trying to live but then other people like who they live to work and i'm I'm not one of those people like i'm not when five <laughs> five o'clock shit when four fifteen hit i'm already shutting down for the day like i'm not even there <laughs> mentally so I'm not one of the people checking my email at nine, ten o'clock at night. I'm not one of the people when I'm supposed to be on vacation, um, answering emails and trying to join in, dial into the meetings. I'm not doing that. We're not going to lunch together. <laughs> We're not going to happy hour after thing. We're not doing no breakfast. I don't need to know your kids' names because, frankly, I don't care. <laughs> Again, we're not friends. We just work together. But y'all write in, let me know, would you, or do you keep your work 
and your home lives separate? Are you friends with your coworkers? Let me know, and we'll talk about it in an upcoming episode. That's about it for the show uh, this week. No, I say what I said, because I want to keep it short. Tens, tens, tens across the board to a couple people this week. So tens to Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II um, is celebrating her 96th birthday this week. So tens for her. It's also her platinum jubilee year. So she has been on the throne for 70 years. And she got a little special visit from two of my favorite people and her her favorite grandchild, uh, Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duchess of Sussex, um, were headed on their way to the Netherlands for the Invictus Games, and she, they stopped over for a little quick visit um, to see the Queen. It was Meghan's first time back in the UK since they left in um, 2020, so tens for all of that, and Invictus Games look like it's popping off. They're doing like a lot of um, events. I think it goes on through the, I think the 22nd, um, so a few more days. And then another tens across the board for my diva of choice, Mariah Carey, who had her master class launch this week. Actually, the last week. My bad. But somebody let me hold their master class um, password real quick so I can watch it. But she's giving like this whole master class series on how to use your voice as an instrument, writing, production, and all of that. So. Tens across the board to you. When I check it out, I'll be able to do a full uh, recap, but that's all I got <laughs> for right now. And another tens, we have a Netflix special featuring my auntie, Viola Davis, and my other auntie, Oprah Winfrey. And they're going to do a sit-down, tell-all interview. I don't know what Aunt Viola got to tell, but she's playing Michelle Obama in The First Lady <laughs> um, TV show. So... She also has a book coming out, a memoir called Finding Me. I believe it is available already. Uh, I'm not sure, but check it out at your local Black-owned bookstore. And check out the Netflix special, Oprah Plus Viola, a Netflix special event on Friday, April 22nd. So all right, y'all, that about wraps it up. I will see y'all in the next one very soon. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.